Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's me, Jen. Hi. Jess isn't here with me just for the intro, but she is here for the interview. And this interview is a much needed one. It's a replay, but for good reason, actually your reason, I have gotten in the last two weeks, I can't even tell you how many DMs about thinning hair, hair loss. I don't know if it's the change of season, everything that's going on in people's lives, maybe some stress, maybe a little post-COVID, post-illness, post-winter, post-pregnancy. All right, enough with the post. You get the idea. Hair loss is a big deal. And when you're dealing with it, it is devastating. So we got pretty much the hair authority, dermatologist Dr. Doris Day, to come on and talk to us all about hair loss, why it happens, 
what you can do about. So in this interview, which originally ran in 2019, she talks about stress management, some of the supplements and serums and over-the-counter help, and yes, prescription help for hair loss, PRP, that's platelet-rich plasma. A lot of the things you often ask us about, they're covered in this interview. I hope you enjoy it. It's a really good one. We'll be back next week with an original interview. And here it is. We are here with Dr. Doris Day, the wonderful Dr. Doris Day, one of the leading dermatologists in New York. She's also an expert source on hair loss, a topic that we know you've all been dying to hear about. Finally, she's here. We've been trying to get her for a while. Welcome, <laughs> Dr. Doris Day. It's so good to be here with you. I actually wasn't sure this was a podcast, so I did makeup for you. So you can't see me, but I have full makeup. <laughs> she looks amazing. She looks gorgeous. Um, okay, so I was so excited to have you here because we I knew that you'd be a great source to speak to about hair thinning. You know, both Jen and I have interviewed you a ton over the years about this topic, but I just want to back up for a second. You know, why why are you a great source for <laughs> hair thinning? I, I just kind of always understood that you were because it's like my beauty editor taught me that you are a great, you know, it's like it's been passed down. <laughs> yeah, but you're a dermatologist, which but, is skin, right? But like, why, but I think a lot of people wouldn't know that. Like, you know, yeah. maybe they think they need to go to a hair doctor, not you're a dermatologist. You're absolutely right. And it, it kind of, it happened a little bit by accident and a little bit on purpose. So what happened was, for me, it's partly personal because everybody in my family goes bald. So I had hair issues. My daughter used to call me baldy when I was, you know, when she was like four. Not to be mean, but because... I had hair issues. So it's always somewhat personal. Look, I'm a woman. I'm getting older. I'm sensitive to appearance too. And I started out uh, in internal medicine and then, well, in journalism, then internal medicine, then I did dermatology. And going through that, I always look beyond the skin to see what's going on. So the skin is Mm -hmm. my best tool. When I see hair issues, I know that there's something else going on. And my goal is to get to the bottom of it. And because it was personal for me, because I know the value and the power of hair as how it affects our self-esteem. So when patients come in and complain about hair, even if I can't tell yet that they're losing hair, I know that they know themselves and they know their Mm -hmm. hair and they have a problem and I need to listen and I need to help them stay ahead of it. Because the reality is that by the time anyone else notices that you've lost hair, you've lost 30 to 40% of your hair. And that's not okay. So we need to be ahead of it because the sooner we start, the more of your hair we can maintain and enhance and save. So if you think, if somebody who's listening to this podcast, if they think, if they have, they know themselves, if they think they're losing their hair, who should they run to though? Should they run to a derm or is there another kind of doctor? No, you run to a dermatologist, but I will tell you that for most dermatologists, it's the bane of our existence. Like in our dermatology groups, when we joke amongst ourselves, we talk about a patient who comes in and they have like you do a skin cancer screening, acne, all these different things. And then mm-hmm. as you're ready to leave and walk out the door and they go, oh, and by the way, I also have hair loss. And that's when we want to kill ourselves because <laughs> hair loss is really hard. And the reason that it's so hard is because it's normal to shed hair every day. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Two is that many more people feel like they have a hair hair issue than really have a hair issue. There are days and times and times of the year and times of your life you will shed more and that hair will grow back. Your hair also changes as you age. So your hair when you're little is fine, it may be curly, and then it grows in thick. And then as you get older, the density and the volume changes, and we don't take that change well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of change that's physical. There's a lot of change that's emotional when that happens with hair. And 
as dermatologists, we can address what we see physically, but I have patients who come in who are so obsessed with their hair and their hair loss that they almost can't function. Mm -hmm. So I actually wrote a book called Beyond Beautiful, and one of the most critical sections of the book is about hair. And it talks about the the connection between people who tend to notice that they have hair shedding Mm -hmm. or hair loss and what it means beyond the hair. So my observation of 20 years of looking at people and watching what goes on I can fix it medically and address it medically, but the emotional side is really powerful. My observation has been that people with hair issues tend to be capable people who are ambitious. I know I'm generalizing and I'm not analyzing anyone, but the commonality in that person who is really focused on their hair loss, whether or not it's obvious to anyone else, are people capable, ambitious, usually like a type A type of personality. And what happens is they're literally pulled in too many directions. And these are people who have family and boyfriends or girlfriends and work and all these different things pulling them. They can do all those things. They don't necessarily want to. And they're giving so much of themselves. And focusing on their hair takes their energy away from focusing on their life. So some of what I do is dealing with the hair and some of what I do is putting the connection into perspective so it's, a, it's like you have to be a psychologist too. Well, I have to be a full doctor. Yeah. So part of being a full doctor is taking care of the full person, and that includes the mind. But I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not trying to analyze people, but I'm trying to help people understand the connection between appearance and health and well-being, and can, those connections are important. Can we work from... We assume that our listeners are obviously going to take that in as part of your advice. But let's also talk about the yes, physical thing. Absolutely. As far as like, listen, this woman or man knows their hair is gone. Other people have noticed it. We're at a point where we're beyond the yes. emotional state of it. Well, um, we, we need and, both. Yeah. So we take the what, physical. So, so what are some of the causes, though, other yes. than obviously cortisol influx because you're stressed and pulled in a million directions? Right. So there are the, the most common cause is going to be a stress shedding. Right. So the stress shedding is not a true loss. It's called telogen effluvium. And that's because that's a particular part of the hair growth cycle. So your hair grows for two to 10 years on your scalp, obviously not on your brows or underarms or legs. That would be horrible. But your (laughs) scalp hair cycle is the growing phase. The antigen phase is two to 10 years. The resting or telogen phase is three to four months. And then there's the shedding phase, which is a few weeks, the catagen phase. So then it comes back around and it starts to grow. So at any given time, 90 percent randomly over your scalp. It's not any one part of your scalp, but 90% is in the growing phase. Mm-hmm. 10% is sitting in that resting phase, and then it falls out and it grows back. So that resting phase, we guess, is about 100 to 150 hairs, because you think of like how many hair follicles, you have about 100,000. So then you have uh, um, then you have about 100 to 150 hairs that are getting ready to fall out. So at any given time. So what happens is that when you go through a stress, a major physiologic stress, a breakup, a marriage, a divorce, a death, childbirth, chemo, all these different things that put your body into a state of some type of shock. Anesthesia, I've heard Anesthesia, absolutely. Medications. All those things can force up to 30 to 40% of your hair to synchronously move out of that antigen or growing phase into the resting phase all at once. So that means over the next three to four months, you can shed up to 30 to 40% of your hair. But that's almost a good thing because that means it's going to get back in the other phase. So it's not true loss. So this isn't the kind that isn't reversible. Right. But the problem is, is that once you go into that stress cycle, Mm -hmm. so if you keep on having major stresses, Mm -hmm. right, either whether it's over your hair or you have yo-yo dieting or 
you know, you just keep going through stresses, divorces, all these changes in life can take time. They don't just happen in a moment and then they end. Then you can have a chronic telogen effluvium and that ends up being a net loss. So can you ever bounce back? You can, but you have to address that underlying source, which goes back to that emotional side too. So that's why it's always making that connection. And I get that from patients all the time. They get anxious because they they get, okay, I'll deal with the the emotional side, but tell me what I can do. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that unless you get both sides in. So I always tell them what they can do. For the telogen effluvium, you obviously have to get over the stress. So childbirth passes, you know, that comes back Mm -hmm. around. If it's a medication, you can try switching. If it's a life event, you can learn to manage it differently because it's not just about having stress. It's how you manage the stress. Mm -hmm. So you can make choices about doing meditation or understanding that that is a connection that's driving it and finding ways to break that connection. So if that's telogen effluvium, that's one type. There's an autoimmune type where we see either discrete round patches that's called alopecia areata, and that can happen at any age. It's autoimmune, so your body's immune system, for some reason, decides that the hair follicles are foreign invaders and must be attacked. Wow. And they knock out those hair follicles. Why it does it in round circles? I don't know. It's a UFO type of thing. Is it rare I don't know. or no? It's very common, mm-hmm. and it can happen in childhood. Unfortunately, if it happens at a younger age, it has a slightly greater chance of becoming Universal. Is this Meaning, why some children have those paths? Like, I feel like I see yes. this a lot on like little kids. Yeah, you can see it in little kids, and it can become alopecia totalis or alopecia universalis. So alopecia totalis is all the hair on your head, and alopecia universalis is all the hair on the body. Mm-hmm. And we are coming up with treatments for that. So what happened was is that this guy who had had alopecia universalis for like seven or more years also had some arthritis, and he was put on this drug, which is called a JAK inhibitor. It's called Zelgens as a brand name. So he was put on that medication for his arthritis, and all his hair grew back. Wow. All his hair, seven years after he'd lost all his hair. So I have some patients who have that type of hair loss, and I've managed to get them that medicine, and their hair has completely grown back seven, 10, it's 15 an years later. It's an off-label usage It's an off-label usage, but there are clinical trials for both oral and topical versions of that medication. And then what also happens is that we start understanding the pathways that are being affected by hair growth and hair loss. And so even though that's a particular type, in the end with alopecia universalis or alopecia areata, the hair becomes miniaturized. The follicle's not dead. It's not gone. It's just inactive. Same thing with androgenetic, the uh, the genetic pattern of hair loss. And that's, that's when you get I, older, That's what right? I wanted to get to. Yes. I know a lot. That's what I hear from a lot of people. Right. That's that's the second most common. So um, stress shedding common is, stress. is the stress shedding. And we got the autoimmune. And the autoimmune is common, but I, it's it's just up there in category. But that's just a, that's a specific thing. But we got the, the old heads. <laughs> but, you know, the, Speaking to myself, even, too. No, but like it's not even like, you know, I but see But it's not old. It's in their are, 20s. Yeah, 20s. You know, I see yeah. more and more women, especially men, you know, who mm-hmm. are 19, 20 years old, and they are suffering from right. uh, male pattern baldness. This is true. Female and male pattern baldness have different patterns. So men tend to start with recession at the temples, and then it kind of goes to the crown, and then it kind of all meets up, and you lose your hair, and you keep it a little bit in the back. For women, we keep the frontal hairline, and then we just diffusely thin in the crown. Yeah, sure. And there's patterned and non-patterned, but I have plenty of women in their 20s who 
have very severe hair loss. It's really as common in women as it is in men. And this is genetic. It's genetic. Mm -hmm. It comes from both sides of the family. I have patients who come in who insist no one in their family has hair loss. Why do they? And I say it's in your genes. It may not show in the relatives you see. they're the chillest person, they meditate. They're really not that person. This is different. Right. Right. They can't help it. It's not their fault. It's hormonal. And the, the thing is that stress may accelerate a genetic pattern. So okay. if you have a stress pattern, you can accelerate your hair aging. You know that stress can aid you. Stress isn't always bad, but it can aid you. Right. So um, so we try to manage even in those patients their stress levels because that's what we can control. So when I see someone who has that genetic or hormonal pattern of hair loss, what I do is I, I first I obviously look at the scalp, make sure the scalp is overall healthy. I don't tend to do blood tests for most of these people because in 20 years of practice, 99% of the time they come back normal. So either Like they don't have a vitamin deficiency, they don't have a disease. And they don't have a hormonal imbalance. Okay. But what it is is that either we're measuring the wrong hormones or we're in the wrong scale or the wrong metabolites. Our testing is not good enough to determine exactly what is off hormonally. And so I call it sometimes a local hormonal sensitivity because in women who go through this, I sometimes see hair growth where we don't want it, like on the chin mm-hmm. or on the arms and very thick hair growth. Um, and then you see hair loss. You can have acne issues, an adult female pattern of acne where it's more along the jawline and the chin. And I know if I put them on a medication that blocks the male hormones and an anti-androgen, one that I like is called spironolactone, that can help preserve the hair on the scalp, Mm -hmm. reduce the hair growth on the face, and treat the acne and sometimes affect weight issues as well. But Do all those people have PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome? Is separate no. from that? Well, sometimes they do, and spironolactone and metformin can help that. I have also started to use metformin, which is used against insulin re- resistance for my hair loss patients because what metformin does is it helps improve oxygenation to the cells, and it's a great anti-aging drug, and it costs pennies. So even in patients who don't have insurance, it's not a particularly expensive drug, and I think it's great for anti-aging. So... Um, so it's an off-label use. Both of those are off-label use, yeah. but we use things off-label actually most of the time as dermatologists. So you're talking about, you know, we went straight to drugs, but I, we're, you mentioned the three different types of or three different types of hair loss. I know some people, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, hair loss vitamins, gummies, this, yes. that, the other thing, um, even special serums that are, you know, you can get at Sephora. Are these going to help any of the people we just spoke about? Well, you're right. I did get a little bit ahead of myself in talking no, about the medications. I, it's fine. But, we'll, we'll jump right back. I just want to first no, go to No, because the... you're right, because medications are not the first line, in my view, for most people. So the way that I do my assessment is I look at the scalp, I look at the hair, Make sure that the scalp is overall healthy. The follicles are generally healthy. Mm-hmm. How if they're processing, over brushing, over treating their hair, doing things to their hair. So we talk about what they're actually doing. I don't mind hair coloring. I don't think that makes the problem worse. But if you're blow drying and pulling all the time, or you're using a lot of products in your hair that really cause breakage and dryness, so I try to look at the hair quality itself. Mm-hmm. Then we go to nutrition because. Nutritional support is one of the most important things you do. Actually, my line of the day, and I have to find a good tweet, a picture to post with it, is that if you want beautiful skin and hair, eat beautiful food. And what you put in your body helps your hair and your skin in such powerful ways. You need to be optimally metabolically balanced Mm -hmm. to help support your hair. But how many Americans in the modern world have They're not. 
They're They're still not? Like, are you going to tell me eating bananas and kale and nuts and healthy fats is going to grow back my hair? It can help, yeah, because you'll get enough vitamin D. So you make everybody do that baseline before you even get into anything else? No, I do a lot of things at once. Yeah, okay. I, I can only say one thing at a time. Right, right, right. <laughs> and patients get impatient because they like they they want to hear. But they shouldn't all of ignore it. that step. But you cannot ignore it. And again, appearance has value. It gives communication about your overall health and sure. well being. And you know why hair is so important for your self esteem? Let's think about it. If you see an animal and it has a beautiful thick coat of hair, you think that animal is what healthy. Exactly. When you have a thick, beautiful mane of hair, we're DNA wired to see that as someone who's healthier and a more viable mate. That's why hair is so important. Thick, flowing hair oh, you don't gives... have to tell us. We know. <laughs> I know. And that's just... We can't help ourselves. We just mm-hmm. believe that. So, and, and we know it to be true. So that means that you have good nutrition yeah. and you're overall mm-hmm. balanced. And so I think balancing nutrition is critical. And I talk about food all day long. You know, my dad was a doctor and he was really into nutrition. And we were raised on a diet that was very nutritionally balanced, packed with antioxidants, not a lot of animal protein. what about the and things that Jess mentioned? So those are okay as a supplement to a good diet. They're not a replacement. There's a few that I like. The gummies, I'm not a big fan of, but I do like <laughs> Nutrafol and Viviscal. And then there's another one by ISDIN. It's a company from mm. Spain called the Lambda Pill Kit. I've heard about that. And I have had more patients call me after using that kit, it's a shampoo, it's a spray, and it's a pill to tell me that their hair is growing back thicker and they just are so happy. So you hear that, guys? Is DIN kit. Right? Yeah, is the, a DIN kit. We'll is, put it on the blog. Is D-I-N, um, and it's the Lambda pill kit. Lambda pill kit. It is one of the best ones I've seen. I have Nutrafol, and I love that as well. Okay. That is very well sourced. Yes. And it's a cocktail of different things. Viviscal is amino marci. It's a fish protein along with uh, silica and vitamin C. And these are all quite good, but they complement other things. I also have in-office treatments that I do that help hair. We actually had a list of a couple yeah. of the different treatments we get asked yeah, about. Sure. Yeah, sure. Ask away. Down them. Let's, Let's go. Yeah, the first one was minoxidil, the over-the-counter yes. drug. Perfect. What's the deal with minoxidil? Is it for men, for women? How's it work? So minoxidil, we're not exactly sure how it works, but it is the only FDA-approved drug for women for hair growth. And the, they did study. So initially, the minoxidil for women was 2%, and then they did another clinical trial. So these are FDA trials, which means they're blinded, placebo-controlled. You don't know if you're using that or the placebo, and the person judging doesn't know what mm-hmm. you're using. So it's really blinded. And what they found was that in over 700 patients— 80% regrew hair, and the hair that regrew was up to 50% thicker. Wow, that's And that's the compelling. 5% foam once a day. So here's a question. If this, if I hit, you know, a situation where I'm losing my hair, I, I'd want to be a little naughty and get the minoxidil yeah, for men. Yeah, sure. It's over, so what's, it's the, the, same. what's the difference? It's the same. They're both 5%. So, the only difference is packaging and directions on the box. For men, oh. it's 5% I bet we pay day. more. Pink tax. I bet you the women's one costs <laughs> Maybe. more. You I might check that. Is, I wonder if it is, is it more elegant formulation? It's more elegant it's exactly formulation? the same. Because <laughs> it comes same. in a serum and a foam now, I think. So right? the, the okay. foam is the one they did the FDA trials for for okay. women. And I like the foam because the foam is heat activated. So when it hits your scalp, it melts into your scalp. Okay. So yeah, I like, like dripping foam. around little serums and yes. whatnot. Okay. And it's one one time a day for women, two times a day for men. 
Okay. That's the only difference. Well, I'd rather do it once than twice. Exactly. Okay. And you know what? They would have wanted you to do it twice, but their study showed that it didn't make much difference. And so oh, once a day is all Don't you need. Don't double up. You're just wasting your money. And and also you're you're just it's <laughs> seriously work. you know people are always like more is better oh, but totally. it's not That's because <laughs> trust me they would have done it twice a day because obviously they want to sell more I don't blame yeah, them yeah, yeah but once a day is all you it need works. for women are there any weird side effects yeah the the problem and people read read it on the box and they come in and they they panic because when you start using it what happens is it pushes the hair into the growing phase so we talked about that right but what when you push your hair into the growing phase, then you're also pushing hair out. So in the beginning, as you start using it and the hair grows, you might notice for the first month a little bit of shedding. Mm-hmm. And people panic about that because they feel like their hair is oh, going to fall out. Oh, you lost the old ones because all these new ones oh are coming out. Exactly. That's but scary, the yeah. hair that falls out is longer. So stick with it. Exactly. And the hair that grows in is short. So I always say if your hair sheds a little bit when you start using it, do that happy dance of hair growth because that means that better, thicker hair is growing in. That is a hot tip, Dr. Yeah. Day. So hair shedding is really, to me, a sign that you're going to get really great results from it. And the other complaint people have, which boggles my mind, is they say, oh, but wait, I have to use it forever? I'm like, well... What don't you do forever? I mean, if you don't eat, you get hungry. If you don't brush your teeth, they fall out. Like, you have to do everything forever. And the good news is, as long as you keep doing it, it will keep working. Yeah, I know. People think they're cured like it's medicine. Like, I used it. I'm, it's no. grown in. Yeah. I'm done. No. Everything yeah. is— I would Same say with you're stuck with me for right? life. Yeah. Like, right. There's no way around it. You have to use it forever. But it'll keep working. It doesn't stop working. And okay. I think that's the good thing. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. What about, we always hear about, well, let's talk about, let's just go to the hard stuff. Let's go to prescription, okay? Okay. You talked about spirolactone. I always hear about Propecia for men. What is Propecia and can women use it? Propecia is, the generic name is finasteride. So this was a drug that was used in a five milligram dose for men who had enlarged prostates. Is it a, is it a tablet? Or is it a liquid? It's a pill. It? It's okay. a pill. And you take it by mouth uh, typically once a day. So in the five milligram dose for men, they noticed as a side effect, they grew hair, but they also grew breasts. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing. But the company being smart said, well, we'd like to grow hair and not have other side effects like erectile dysfunction and some other side effects. So let's try to find the lowest dose that will not have those side effects, but still grow hair. And this this Dr. Ken Washenik was head of dermatopharmacology at NYU. I've known him for 30 years, one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's now he- uh, head of medical at Bosley. And at the, so he did the clinical trials for the FDA for Propecia, and they found that the one milligram dose 
grew hair with essentially no side effects. So that means that 1% to 3% of men had erectile dysfunction, whether they were taking the pill or the placebo, mm-hmm. the same number of men. So it's a little bit of a suggestible so, problem. Is, but can <laughs> women take the finesse? Stay well, getting it from they me? did trials for women as yeah. well, and they fell below the margin to get the FDA approval. So it doesn't. It works for about thirty percent of women, but that's seventy percent. It doesn't work for, and it does have side effects. So. I don't prescribe it for women. I have plenty of women who take it, but a lot of doctors give women the higher dose, the 5% dose, not the one five milligram dose, not the one milligram. Without the side effects. Yeah. So I just, I don't prescribe it for women. I'm going to ask a question on behalf of my dad. So my dad's been bald since like the 70s. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe like the 80s. I used to always ask him where he lost his hair and he'd tell me things like the shop, right? Like I would have thought that it fell off somewhere. (laughs) If he took something like Propecia, would it grow back or is it like, is there a cutoff date for some of these drugs? And I think this is applicable to other listeners, not just my dad. <laughs> well, hi to your dad. I hope he's listening. And, and I'm he's sure he's listening. very handsome still. <laughs> he's so cute. I see some he's men just really don't cute. need hair. They have good heads. He doesn't. Yeah, he's got a great head. He doesn't yeah. need hair. Dad, love you. <laughs> well, the general rule is you can go back about five years. Okay. So if he lost in the 70s, five years, he'll still be a still good head without hair. But yeah, you can go back about five, five years. years is what the expectation could be. That's interesting. And that's why you want to get it relatively early. And go in and see a doctor. There's Catch also, it early. There's lots of treatments that we hear about that are like in-office treatments. Can I ask you about a couple? Sure. Or, you know, surgical treatments, actually. Remember hair club and hair plugs? Yes. What's the story? Are people still doing hair plugs? Have they advanced at oh, all? You said he's a member, too, or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So the those are either a form of like a toupee that kind of glues on, which is the hair club idea generally, where they make you just a nice piece and you go in. Oh, every okay, six that's weeks not what I'm talking have, about. I'm talking about the plugs. But the plugs are now way advanced. Those are hair transplants. For a hair transplant, you need a good donor area. For men, it would be the area in the back. For women too, it's the area in the back. Some people have better donor areas than others. But what, what is a donor area? A donor area, mean? it means an area where you have hair that you're you generally harvest. never going to lose. Right. Oh, so hair that it. is going to, exactly. And you'll harvest those hairs. Before we used to do it as plugs and take out like clumps of three to five hairs and put those in and you'd have like little sprouts, but then that didn't look very good or natural. Yeah. So now what they do is they can do two ways. You can take out a strip from the back. Of hair that, that, you know, is going to stay. Well, they numb it first. They're very nice about it. And then they break those up into units of one and two follicles. But you do end up with a scar in the back that's a very thin line because you take out the skin and the hair and then you push it back together. So you end up with a thin line. It's almost like a little bit of a scalp reduction, not the worst thing. But some people don't want that thin line there. And so now what they do is follicular unit extractions where you can go in and just actually take out individual hairs from the back and it really doesn't leave a scar and then you can transplant those in the front. Now you do need a good doctor who knows how to design what kind the of transplant. doctor does that? It's a dermatologist typically huh. and the tech does most of the work. So the technician will help do the the processing of the hair, but the dermatologist will determine that pattern of how it's going to frame your face. You cannot take a finite area of harvest from the back, right? You only have so many hair follicles in the back and think you're going to cover the entire scalp. Mm, So you're going to 
if you're lucky, you can just frame the front and sort of figure out a way to comb it so it looks nice and natural. And that's why not everyone is a good candidate for hair transplants. And you have to be careful in how it's done and who does it. There's an art to it, I guess. There is definitely an art to it. I've seen some people that have it done and it looks like they have a Lego head. You know, like it looks like Lego hair. You know, like it looks like a little helmet. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Why is it so um, perfect? Why does it have to look so perfect? That's the artistry. You got to get a hairstylist in the room there to see, like, because hairlines aren't like that. Are hairlines like aren't like that. Hershberger up in there to be like mess it up. Yeah, tassel yeah. it, give it a shag. <laughs> and and doctors who do this, you want to go to a doctor who does this pretty much all the time. Do they have portfolios of like before and after work? They probably do, but I find that that's not that helpful because then people just show you their the, uh, the, the ones that they want to show you. So you need to basically get a sense. You, you know, it's always good to go speak with a, a few doctors and then connect with that doctor and feel like they understand what it is you're looking for and let them draw the, the hairline on you. So we got um, a couple of critiques recently for not like shouting out prices of some of these kinds of procedures. Mm. Um, maybe you don't, maybe you can't speak to this because you don't do it. But I don't do it. How, do, you, can, do you even know a ballpark? That sounds like that sounds like a house. The kind of like that, twenty thousand dollars. No, I think oh, it's easily. probably about six thousand. Oh, six for a session. And once you and you might need two. Okay. Um, That's a new head, really. You know? We've also been hearing. <laughs> we've also been hearing about lasers, right? So Can lasers help with hair loss. There's two. There's two different types. So there's LED ones. I see commercials for Capillus and some other ones on TV, and those can help. Those are LED lights. They're FDA cleared to grow hair. So they have data that helps grow hair, but they work for some people better than others. You don't know who exactly it's going to work for, but at least they, the, the wavelength of light has FDA clearance. And the idea really is, again, it's improving circulation mm-hmm. to the to the follicles, and hopefully that will help the hair grow. But we're not exactly sure how they work. I have a, a laser in the office called the Fatona laser. That's an Erbium YAG laser that I've been so doing for hair LED, growth. So this is an LED. This is like actual This laser. is an actual laser. And it's in office. You need eye protection and everything. Mm-hmm. But I've had good results with that growing hair, and I combine it with PRP. Both of these oh. treatments are off-label, but I've had good that results with it. That leads to our next, next question. Nice segue, Dr. Day. <laughs> I try. We hear a lot about PRP in, um, in our world. But what exactly is it and how can it treat hair loss? It, PRP stands for platelet-rich plasma. And the way that it works is you come in, we draw blood, and different doctors will draw different amounts. I tend to do a little bit more. Then you put that in a centrifuge and you spin it down. When you spin it down, what you're doing is you're removing the red blood cells and white blood cells because those are more inflammatory. You don't want those. They're not helpful. And what you're left with on the other side is a beautiful golden color liquid that is just platelet-rich plasma. And that's packed with growth factors Mm. and all sorts of things that is basically fertilizer for the follicles. Then we go back and we inject those into the scalp, and that is helping to nourish those follicles and rejuvenate them. People use PRP. Some people mix it with other ingredients. I tend to double spin it, so I'll take out the white blood cells and red blood cells and some of the platelet pore plasma, then I'll spin it down and hyper-concentrate it and then inject it back. And I do that with the hair laser in the same session. And typically you do it once a month for four months, and then after that you see what you get. It works for about 85% of people, 
And once what you, does works mean? Like what is they that? grow hair? I mean, they grow. Like I, real I posted hair? pictures on my Instagram. It's their hair, and it tends to last. But you do have to do maintenance. So you have to come in just about twice a year to do a, a follow up session to Are maintain we buying the another hair house growth. here. Yeah, What's that was my next question. So the, how much does it cost? It costs ballpark. I think it's about eight or nine hundred dollars a session. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you'd have to do that. Twice at first, and then twice four a year. Times. Four times at first. Oh, got it, yeah. got and it. Then, and then twice a year to maintain it. Still okay. less expensive than the, the than surgery. A house. Than the tra- and a house. <laughs> yeah. so well, the surgery is permanent. Like, a ha- like house. When I heard the hair transplant, I remember hearing like a big celebrity who I will not mention because I don't want to get sued. But John I and Kate plus eight. Didn't that, that guy have it? No, a British singer, oh, okay. a famous British singer. I remember hearing that he had a hair, a hair transplant like in the 90s and it didn't look good. But now I, I know Can lots I guess? of people. Well, I, I, it's just a rumor. I heard he had it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know the guess. answer. I want to know. A, a singer songwriter who sits at a piano. I was, like, I was guessing Elton John. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say his no, name. No, you're a reporter. You don't and get sued And for I'm, that. I have no idea. I heard so. he had one. Okay. But I don't know if he That's really why he loves did. a hat now, right? Soften you know, he's so he's so talented. He could do whatever he, exactly. He, wants. he could wear. He could get a. And you know, men have a lot more options. Men can just shave their head. They can yeah wear a hat, I guess. But they women. can they have they can go gray. Men have many more options for women. I think, and I have a lot of young male patients who don't consider shaving their head or going bald or gray an option. So it really does affect mm-hmm. men's self esteem as well. But meanwhile, if you see a guy in the street and he's lost his hair, we don't we don't judge or think anything of it. No. But for women, it's just not an option. Yeah. We can't go gray, we can't go bald. But um, women can wear hair pieces. You know, women there can are some good there are some and wigs and lace ones. Do you ever suggest like send people all day to, long? Who's your favorite like wig maker? Oh, good, I good love question. two places. I love Helena's, which is on West Thirty First Street here in the city, and then Atsuko, who's at the Julian Farrell Salon, oh, makes yes. incredible pieces. Like you know, you see these all day long, and you do not know that people are wearing things. It is just and so much fun. And that lasts you like years and years of using years hair and years, it, right? And it's so kind of fun when you think about it. When mm-hmm. you want Listen, your hair done, Beyonce you just send your hair it. out. Rihanna, Beyonce. Ariana Grande, even her songs yeah. about like, you like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. You know? <laughs> and when you want to get your hair done, you just send your hair out. <laughs> it's funny. It's, I think hair should be an accessory. You, you know, you can have play hair. It can be blonde and long one day, short the next day. It's just another accessory like earrings or anything else you do. Women need to be more okay with that. But unfortunately, we associate wearing hair pieces with chemotherapy and hair loss for illness. Mm-hmm. And so it, it has a little bit of a stigma to it. And I'm not a huge fan of extensions because that will help you temporarily, but it does add oh, weight. Wow. And that, I think, is a house. And you have to do that pretty yeah, often. Yeah. And they make, it t- they make those extensions really tight in the beginning, which does pull on the hair. So I, I don't judge. I try to help my patients wean off them or just decrease the, um, the amount of hair that they do. So they end up going to so much density and length. And then over time, it's kind of like a drug. You never tend to want to do less. You always mm. want to do more, more, more. Like going blonde. Blonder, like, yeah. blonder, blonder. blonder. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That would not work for me either. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think we talked about a lot of solutions? We talked about, you know, the cost of some of them. Do you think hair loss is is optional for a lot of people? That's a great question. No, I don't. I think that for some people, the genetic and lifestyle and everything push is so strong that it's a really tough battle to fight. And it's either so costly or so time 
consuming, that it's it's just not possible to, to fight it. If someone is going bald in their 20s, especially for a guy, for women, I think we can fight it a little bit harder because we have other medications. I think we can slow it down to a large extent, mm-hmm. but it's hard. As I think about it, I think about my worst hair loss patients. If money is not an issue, it's optional. If money is an issue, then it's a lot harder because you... And also side effects. Like I have patients who are obsessed and they're horrified about their hair loss, but they are really more horrified about the side effects Mm -hmm. from Propecia and some of these other medications and spironolactone. Spironolactone has side effects. You know, you you end up, you can faint. You have to be on high doses and that can affect libido. It can make you dizzy. If you have tend towards low blood pressure, you can't always take these medicines. You're like laying down and not having sex ever again just for your hair. No, thanks. Right. <laughs> like, and for some people, it's worth it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate, right? Which is yeah. it always takes me back to the other side of it. But the good news is, and there is really exciting news, is that there's money in hair, right? We talked about money, which means that there's research. Things are always And this research has been going on for 30 years. They are a millimeter away. They're just a hair, a, a <laughs> fine hair away from having a cure. So we will have oh, wow. stem cells. We will have cloned hair. I predict in the next five or so years. And then we can take one good hair, make you 10,000 and plant, transplant that in in the most beautiful way. And you'll have too much hair and we'll all be complaining about how much hair we have. Well, let's hope in like five years if we're doing this show, we'll have you back on and we'll talk yes, about We'll celebrate you know, that. Then we'll talk about something else because hair loss won't yeah. be an issue. Yeah, we'll do a throwback or something. But that's really, thank you for your honesty about like the situation here because I think some people do, you know, they think, oh, if I just took, if I just ate more uh, protein or iron or like I'm such a stress case and this is what, you know, they kind of blame themselves and there's so many factors. There's so many factors. Or they blame their mom's mom or, you know. I blame my kids for everything. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are my parents. It's like, it's never me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 